When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome in, welcome in. Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Anita Marks with you on this uh, Wednesday evening. Typically our show's on Thursday, but of course we've got the Lakers and the Clippers playing tomorrow night. Um, Dave McMenamin is going to join us on the show in about 30 minutes to preview that matchup for you and for us. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we, we do a deep dive into all that's going on, because... We've got Major League Baseball postseason, as right now the Astros are uh, are up on the Yankees 3-1. Tyone is, is not having a great outing right now. Um, so And of course, uh, Padres, uh, they came back against the Phillies earlier today. We'll dive into that matchup, get you up to speed there. Um, but, uh, but we've got some uh, Major League Baseball, or I should say NBA games, that are tipping off right now, and I want to get you on board. And I'm talking about the Suns going up against the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, it is opening NBA night last night, and it continues tonight as the Suns are hosting uh, the Mavericks. The Suns are favored by 4.5. The over-unders at 217.5. I'm all over the Suns here for a number of reasons. And highly recommend you jump on board with me. Uh, Jalen Brunson, no longer with the Mavs. As you know, hopefully, if you follow the NBA, he's now here in New York with the Knicks. Um, the uh, The regular season, the Suns went 3-0 and last year against the Mavs. Uh, the under also hit all, all three times at 216. The over-under right now is 217.5. So I'm also playing the under here. Uh, now keep in mind, of course, payback for the Suns game seven in that Western conference final, which of course, then we know they lost the Dallas Mavericks, but a big reason why was because of Jalen Brunson, 24 points, six rebounds in that win. He is no longer there. Uh, another reason, not the biggest reason I'm going to get to the biggest reason, maybe I bury the lead here, but a, a, a reason why I am leaning towards the Suns and, and only having to lay four and a half. I'm all over that. You want to say their ownership issues are a distraction. I, I beg to differ, especially with, uh, with Chris Paul there and in that veteran leadership. I highly doubt it, but here's another one. Luca, as we know, trying to win the MVP this year, averaged 28 points, nine rebounds, eight assists a game last season. But now, now to, this, is, this is interesting because it's twofold. The biggest concern about Luka in the previous years is his conditioning coming in to start the season. It takes him, it takes him a minute to get, to get ramped up, to get him geeked up, to get him in that, in that Luka MVP form. But he's been playing overseas to try to get his country qualified for the World Cup. 
And so there's some concern that maybe he's been playing too much this offseason. And keep in mind, this is a Mavs team that went into the postseason. So he had an extended NBA season and then went across, of course, uh, into Europe again to, to try to help his country qualify for the World Cup. And apparently he's been averaging 33 minutes a game over there. So, you know, not, not that conditioning is an issue, but has he been playing too much basketball? Is, is there going to be some wear and tear for Luka coming in? That's a really big concern. So a few reasons why. And, and, and at the end of the day, let's be honest, I, I do believe the Suns are the better team here. So again, uh, tip-off just took place. You can still jump on board and get in on it. So I really do like the Suns, minus four and a half. That's my favorite play in this. Uh, but I'm also going to play the under at 216. I'll put a little coin on the under at 216. So, um, by the way, the Astros are just having a field day now against the Yankees. Um, bottom of the six, it is over. Uh, they are, uh, they're up 3-1, just FYI. Uh, also, you've got the Kings going up against the Trailblazers tonight. Not gonna pl- not gonna put as much coin on this matchup. Let's be honest. I-, I think both these teams potentially at some point in time in the season will begin the tankathon for Victor W. Good luck trying to pronounce his last name. I- I'm just gonna call him Victor W. Um, <laughs> but the Kings are favored by two and a half here. I do like the 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 addition of Sabonis uh, along with Fox on this team. So I have a small play, a small lean towards the Kings tonight. The over-unders at 229. Uh, Damian Lillard, obviously, uh, you know, didn't see him much, if at all, last season, of course, as we know, because dealing with that abdominal, that oblique injury. Uh, reports are that he's still not 100%, but really outside of him, who do the Trailblazers have? Really no one. I'm anticipating a possible trade at some point in time of the season. Where does Damian Lillard go? Who knows? Uh, Lillard has to be one of my favorite NBA players, by the way. I think he's so uber talented, and I think he's so underrated. Oh, he's incredible. Isn't he, though? So good. But but here's the thing. And by the way, we've got Tyler and Rebecca who are producing the show. Always great to uh, to work with uh, both of you um, once a week here on, on 710 ESPN LA. Don't you feel that he's one of the most... Like, I just... I feel like he's never in the discussion of some of the best players in the NBA. I, I always feel like he's left out. He's an afterthought. And, and I, I don't, mm, I don't understand. I don't understand why. I don't know if I would, if I would go as far to say that he's left out, but it's really tough when you're on a team like the trail, trailblazers to be in, in the conversation of, you know, who's having an incredible season because it's kind of, it's hampered by the team you're on, but he, he definitely gets credit. He's very good. Uh, you know, Dame time. He, he's just, he's a very clutch performer. And I think people know that, like I said, I just think that it's where he calls home that's kind of playing against him. I, I do. Are you are you in agreement with you, with me? Do you believe that he'll be traded at some point in time in the season? I think he's out. I don't know. I don't. Just Portland's held on to him for so long, you know. Where and where's he gonna go? I know they want him here in New York. Okay, at, in the uh, on the Knicks. Oh yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah. I, I the mean, Knicks listen, have been in the, conversation the, about the, acquiring the Nets, players for the years. Nets, the Nets have their. Big three, wink, wink. Yeah, we'll, right, we'll see. Right, if, right, right. We'll we'll see how long Ben Simmons lasts. Yeah, until he gets Airball Simmons. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen. So, uh, so a cr- funny story, crazy story, right? So the the Knicks 
uh, not the Knicks, the Nets, they, you know, they orchestrate this trade. And, and of course, 76ers, Harden, yada, yada, yada. Ben Simmons comes to, to, to play for the Nets. And so immediately, you know, I'm, I'm looking whenever, whenever a trade goes down, I immediately look at team futures, Sure. you yeah. know, what, you know, what's right. And How's it so, impact my wallet, right. I got you. Yeah, exactly. So there was a futures bet out there that Ben Simmons would have over one and a half three pointers for the remainder of the season. And it was at plus money. What? And I'm saying, wait, and I'm saying to myself, this got to be a mistake. The odds makers this has to be a mistake there's no way i'm like i'm all over this i'm putting i'm gonna put a thousand dollars down Are you kidding me we like we've got we've got a, like like more than a half i mean this was before i think this was before the all-star break right we've got we've got a solid amount of time left in 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 the season mm. you're telling me he can't hit two three-pointers anyway i went back and i i, I look so thank god i did this i did an even deeper dive he only has six six Three pointers in his entire career. Well, how long is he? How many games has he actually played? He's played quite a few games for the 76ers. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's spent more time on the bench than I think he's yes, spent but on the still, court. Can we, just, can we marinate in that for a minute? Yeah, he's that he only has That he only has six three pointers in his entire career. Yeah, he's his awful. entire career. He's like the worst shooter in the history of the outside of Shaq. Um, he's the worst shooter in the history of the NBA. I, I mean, come on. So I was just like, ooh, wait a minute. Maybe the odds makers are onto something here. And thank God I didn't make the I didn't I didn't make the wager because you know he, he didn't, didn't play. play. He right, didn't he didn't right, end up right. playing. But like I saw that and I'm like, over under one and a half three pointers for the remainder of the season? Are you that kidding like me? A, it sounds like a bait line. I, like I'm like what? So anyway, that's so, wild. So yeah, so I so I, I ended up not making that wager. But listen, you know the, the reason the reason Ben Simmons is so good is is because of, of his defense and what he brings to the table on that side of the court. Um, I'm really I'm very intrigued. I'm I'm uber intrigued to see how this Nets team is going to play out now that Kyrie's vaccinated. Nobody's demanding a trade it almost feels weird right ben simmons is expected to start it feels weird that we're going to actually be able to see this nets team for what they built three because here i mean because you know tyler here's another like you know the big threes don't really exist anymore right right like like we have we have a league of of you know um terrific twos yeah the last legitimate big three we saw was in miami right with lebron and bosh and d wade not one, not two, not right, three. Right, right. Of course, three. yes. I wanted to, but that I was. I, wanted, I mean, that was arguably the last legitimate big three we saw. I can't. I can't with that. That whole thing. <laughs> and I'm from. And listen, I'm from Miami. Sure. Born and raised. I was actually at. I know I'm going to date myself here. I don't care. I was actually at the Miami Heat draft party. Do you know who the? You know who? You know who Miami Heat's first draft choice was? Their first player. Mm, well, not their him. first player because they were able to. They were able to pick pick some players off some other squads, but who their first draft pick was. Was it Haslam? No. Ronnie Sykley from oh, Syracuse. My goodness. I know. So like huge, huge Heat fan. And I was just so turned off by that. Yeah. You know, just so turned off. But nonetheless, I know we digress. Um so anyway, just to recap this segment, 
Uh, jump on the Suns. I really do love the Suns. You know, not a lot of roster change. Granted, they've got some drama happening in their ownership, but I think they've got some great veteran leadership that they can they can focus and, and not make that a distraction for them. Um, I also like the under at 217 and a half in all three regular season games against the Dallas Mavericks last season, uh, the under hit at 216. And again, Luca, very interesting, right? T- tale of, of, of two stories for him. The biggest concern for him coming into the season previous, uh, prior to this season was um, his, his conditioning in the off season. Now, it's more than conditioning. Now there's a concern of wear and tear because he was trying to help his country qualify for the World Cup, averaging 33 minutes a game. So anyway, uh, I'm all over the Suns and, and a small play, a small play on the Kings at minus two and a half. Quick break. Let's open up the phone lines. 877-710-3776. Let's dive into what's going on with the Lakers. All right. Unfortunate embarrassing however you want to phrase it lost last night 123 to 109 against the golden state warriors why my take what can we realistically realistically expect for this lakers team uh i don't know about you i I feel that they need to trade westbrook asap um in in order for them to to do much of anything this season i i just i think they'll be lucky if they make it in as as the top eight I, i really do Curious to get your thoughts. We'll, we'll talk about the game last night. Also, uh, let's preview what's coming up tomorrow night right here on 710 ESPN LA. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit tizaenergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. I love the way we competed. Um, obviously the turnovers, uh, you know, we're not going to win ball games like that. But, you know, once we start getting on the same page and know where guys are going to be and, you know, we start going through, um, you know, our system is how we want to perform. I think that that'll get better with time. But it was kind of what I expected. You know, we had, like I said, some good times and some other times were not as good as we uh, would like. Uh, LeBron James, after their unfortunate loss to the Golden State Warriors last night, one twenty-three to one hundred and nine. Um, you know, another another comment from LeBron James that he said post game was that this Lakers team is not constructed for great shooting. Um, yet tell us something that we don't know. He used, and this is really interesting. Tyler and Rebecca, feel free to chime in here. He used an NFL analogy talking about how it's a team filled of possession wide receivers as opposed to wide receivers that are going to stretch the field for you. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's an I, I just, analogy for sure. Yeah, I... I I'm not sure I fully understand Well, I understand what he was trying to say, and, and I, I, I think he came close, but not, I, I think it's, I think it's a, a different animal in regard to what we're talking about. Um Listen, at the end of the day, this is this is this is the Lakers. It's it's twofold here, right? It's the Lakers and it's LeBron James and with that combination, 
it's championship or bust. It's kind of like the Yankees right now, right? Which, by the way, uh, they're uh, up. Maybe another home run. Yep. For Houston? So, yep. So, um, Montas. So, uh, that's... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Montas uh, pitching. Jeremy Montas Pena home is run. pitching. Yeah, there you go. Gotcha. So, Houston now... The Astros are now up 4-1. Bottom of the seventh. No outs. <sighs> okay. Uh, so, it's kind of very similar to Alabama. It's very similar to the Yankees. Um, and that is, you know, when, when, when you play for a franchise, an organization that has that type of history and expectation, uh, along with, you just think, LeBron James, each and every season he's competing for a championship because that's what we've come to expect. And there, it's, it's just so far, this, this team is nowhere near a championship team. Can't defend, can't shoot, as LeBron agreed with that. I, I mean, really, they, they are a, with all due respect, the Lakers are a mediocre team. Yeah. And like I said, I believe, I believe that they'll be lucky if they finish eighth. Um, arguably, worst starting backcourt in, in the NBA. And this whole Westbrook thing, to me, is, 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 is a hot mess. Even, and, and I'm not sure if you guys have his comments talking about how he feels that his hamstring injury is due to him coming off the bench, which, by the way, I think should be a huge red flag for this Lakers organization because let's be honest, okay? That's not the reason why you have you suffer a hamstring injury because there's so many sixth men who come off the bench who don't have hamstring injuries. I think this might be a warning from Westbrook saying, you're going to have me be the sixth man? You're going to have me come off the bench? I'm going to be injured all season. So I, I think there needs to be a really, really big red flag here. Like, I am not, not going to play any type of futures bets. I'm not going to bet on the Lakers unless, of course, they play against a team that is trying to tank for Victor W. Like, I just, this team concerns me. And, you know, I'll go one step further. I'm, wa- I'm watching the game last night. Obviously, big game, right? There were only two NBA games last night. Absolutely. AD, com- AD, comes- <laughs> AD comes out. He's got a great first quarter. Puts up 10 points. He's banging in the paint. Looking good. Physical. Now, I, I know, you know, his, his role is-, is-, is a little bit different here. I know he doesn't want to play center. But... You know, is the is the center position in the NBA what it used to be? No, like so. Not so, even a little bit. So, so I, I shared with you just a second ago that you know um, the Miami Heat, their first overall draft pick was Ronnie Cycli, and Shaquille O'Neal was playing in Orlando then. So the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat played a lot together. And whenever Orlando would come to town, it just so happened like, oh, Ronnie Cycli's got a cold. And so, uh, and so the, the Heat coaching staff would call it Shaq-itis. Ronnie Cycli never wanted to play against Shaq when he played for uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Heat. No, against Orlando? Well, no, when, uh, with the Orlando Magic. Oh, right. Okay. So I, I just, I share that story with you just to say like, you know, you, you don't, it, it's the center position is very, like, there's just not very many centers like there were with, you know, with Shaquille O'Neal or... Um, 
Charles Barkley or like they're just not banging like the physicality Bill Lambert like there's just not it's just not what it used to be so I, I don't I, I don't quite get it I, I think if AD would accept the position and accept his role in 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 how I believe the Lakers want to utilize him I think he could thrive in it but for whatever reason but back to my point put up 10 points in the first quarter the remaining uh, three quarters, 17 total points. I like. I just. I felt like you saw the tale of two stories with AD in the first quarter, and then the remainder of the game. Not sure what happened there. And then LeBron, you look at his statistics. He got his right points, assists, but did he really impact the game? Like his numbers are there, but I just. I, I feel like. I feel like. He's just going through the motion, the motions, and he's and he's pacing himself throughout the game. He's getting his statistics, but but I never felt like there was a true impact from him on the game. Yeah, and I don't. I everybody. I, on, I don't know what the, I don't know what that's about. Rebecca, what and, do you want to say? Um, and everybody on social media was uh, upset about that because they said he was stat padding instead of actually helping out the team. So, so again, if, if somebody, and, and great point, Rebecca, you know, and if somebody's looking at, if somebody didn't watch the game, okay, if you didn't watch the game and you just go to, you go to the, the box score and you see his, his statistics, you're like, oh, you know, LeBron showed up, but did he, if you watch the game, then you, you, you know, there, obviously there's an ebb and flow to a, to a basketball game where there's crucial, crucial shots that need to be made and it, and you just didn't see it. Uh, you guys, uh, now, from what I understand, you do have the Westbrook comment, him talking about his hamstring yep. issue and, and, and how it's forced coming off the bench. Let's listen in. Absolutely. I've been doing the same thing for 14 years straight. Honestly, I didn't even know what to do pregame. Being honest, I was trying to figure out and try to stay warm and loose. And for me, like, you know, obviously the way I play the game, fast paced, quick, top and go. And I just happened to just, when I stepped in, I felt something, thought I was, didn't know what it was, but I uh, wasn't going to risk it in the preseason game. But definitely wasn't something I wasn't used to, wasn't warm enough. And that's something that just I wasn't accustomed to. Well, get, get accustomed to it. I mean, what, like, get accustomed to it. Well, and how much longer I'm, are we going to take excuses from this guy, right? Like, he we, well, we, brought, the, we brought him in to perform, and he's—I feel like he's just got one excuse after the next as to why he's. But not but here's the here's the thing, Tyler. He's not happy here. I wouldn't be either. Where has he been happy? The man's got a, a trail of unhappiness that just just follows him wherever he goes. We have yet to see a happy Russell Westbrook, even when he was I, in we, OKC. I, mean, I don't when think he, he was when happy. he was in o, when he was in OKC. Uh, there there were there were peaks. Yes, there were valleys, but there were peaks when he was with the Thunder that that he looked happy. I, I mean, I remember it wasn't last year, but the year before last year, I, I won a ton of money betting uh, triple doubles. I, I want to say like every other night he had a triple double. Not again, not last year, year before last year. I want to say every, every, like literally every night or every other night, dude was putting up triple doubles. He, and he, and, and he was having fun playing basketball. I, I, I don't know what happened to that West, that, that Russell Westbrook. It, and it's definitely not here. And I'm telling you, this is a red, this has to be a red flag for the Lakers or they need to trade him. Why? Here's my, here's another, like, why have that? I'm, I don't want to call him a cancer, right? And, and, I don't want to use that word. I know I just did. I don't want to use it because, you know, I'm a true believer 
in my life, in my personal life, in my family life, and in my work life, I don't like drama. I can't. Life's too, to me, life's too short. And, you know, your friends, your family, your significant other, your workplace, this is where you spend the most of your time. This is, this is, this is where it should, you should not have drama. And if you have drama, it, 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 it sucks. It's the worst. And it throws you out of everything and it makes you unhappy. So, you know, obvious, obviously this isn't working. So, you know, I, I just eventually, listen, I do believe Westbrook's going to be traded. Um, I just think it's going to take a, a, a matter of time, obviously, but I just don't see this. Do you guys see this working out? His I don't see this working is out. It's so unfortunate. Well, it's so over, actually, right? It's like, because uh, the game was on TNT last night, and Charles Barkley actually called him out during halftime talking about how he was so miserable. And they brought it up in the, his post game interview to Westbrook, and he just denied the whole thing. He was like, oh, no, I'm happy. That's the frustrating part. <laughs> well, It's I, when know, he's just like blatantly denying everything. As, as a player on an NBA team, the last thing you want to do is come out and say, hey, everybody. You know, if I'm being honest with you, uh, it sucks here. You know, you don't you don't want to come out and say that. But at the same time, I think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook it is the kind of player that needs all of the attention. And I think that him having to yes. share it with LeBron James, him having to share it with Anthony Davis, him not being the center of attention in L.A. or, you know, when he was in Houston or towards the end of his time spent in OKC, He's just the kind of player that needs to be front and center, and he's not here. Dream teams are a fantasy. In the end, there's there's too many big egos thrown together, and they all can't balance out. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate. I, I really think it's unfortunate. Uh, but uh, I know this is a gambling show. <laughs> Um, it's why it's called bet LA and we're going to dive into the Clippers Lakers game tomorrow. Clippers are favored by five and a half. The over under is two twenty three and a half. Um, Dave McMenamin is going to join us. Uh, we'll do a deeper dive into his take on what's going on with the Lakers, little preview in regards to the Clippers. And then I will give you my plays heading into tomorrow night's matchup that you can hear right here on seven ten ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Dave McMenamin joins us now, who does a phenomenal job covering all things NBA, specifically the Lakers. And uh, Dave, first and foremost, thank you so much for, for joining us. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing all right, Anita. And it's great to, great to be back talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. So appreciate you joining us uh, tonight. Uh, let's look back before we look forward. We spent a good portion of the time are talking about the unfortunate loss to the Golden State Warriors. I just, you know, watching that game last night, of course I had money on it. Um, watching that game last night, <laughs> I just, you know, I know LeBron came out, said like, we're not constructed for great shooting. Okay, well, you need to shoot and score in order to win in the NBA. I just, I just, this team is just... It, when I think Lakers and I think I think LeBron, I think championship or bust. And this is a team where 
I think they're so far from winning a championship. They can't defend. They can't shoot, as LeBron said. They're a mediocre team, possibly arguably the worst starting backcourt in the NBA. And and you've got Russell Westbrook now complaining that he hurt his hamstring because he's the sixth man off the bench. Like, where's it going to end? How is it going to get better, Dave? Yeah, none, nothing that you just stated is uh, something that uh, is giving too much weight to it. Like, all of those issues are already facing this team. Throw in the fact they have a new head coach who's never been a head coach before, who is trying to implement a new system with a couple of stars who won a championship in an old system, in LeBron and Anthony Davis. And while Anthony Davis has been receptive to Darvin Ham's coaching. He has also let it be known that, one, he's asking him to play a position that hasn't been his preference in the past, and two, he's asking him to defend in a certain way that hasn't been his preference in the past. Anthony Davis' first year in Los Angeles, the Lakers ranked number three in defense. Anthony Davis was a runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis Antetokounmpo, just by a hair. And he was playing a style of defense where he would go out to the perimeter and guard on the pick and roll in a switch. And Darwin Ham's asking Anthony Davis to stay back in the lane and protect the rim. So throw that into the mix of the, the gumbo that doesn't taste so good right now. And listen, LeBron James is a guy, when he speaks, there are layers to his messaging. And so, yes, it is obvious the team is not a good three-point shooting group. They were 10 for 40 against the Warriors. But he's not stating the obvious. He's stating that, um, hey, uh, Rob Blinka, Jeannie Buss, Kurt Rambis, you might want to do something to give us a better group uh, because you guys are in charge of this franchise that is all about championships, as you rightly mentioned, Anita. So um, let's get this thing going and let's make some moves here to give ourselves a chance or there's going to be a lot more nights like it happened in San Francisco. Yeah, um, it, it, it was it was not good. I'm curious to get your thoughts on on Westbrook. Again, him him, I, I think it's a huge red flag in regard to him saying that. Oh, hamstring because I'm coming off the bench. Is this something that you think that because he's so disgruntled and he's so unhappy here, even though he's saying he's not, it's evident that he is that that we're going to see him sit more than play um, this season and until and, and curious to get your thoughts if you think that he'll be traded at some point in time. Well, it was certainly uh, just like you can think of the messaging behind LeBron talking about the three-point shooting. The messaging to this uh, from Russell Westbrook was aimed at Darvin Ham, which is disappointing because Darvin around every corner has publicly stood up for Russell Westbrook. Uh, He recognized that in Russell's exit meeting, he made it be clear that he didn't feel he had a trust and a work relationship with Frank Vogel. And so Darwin tried to correct that, and, and he has sung Russell's praises. He's given it an opportunity to start. Uh, yet when using the preseason for what it's intended, which is trying to see what you have, and clearly at times this year you will see Russell Westbrook with the second unit. Even if he maintains his starting position, he will play with the second unit. So Darwin wanted to take a look at that, and – Russell Westbrook immediately rejects it and basically blames Darvin Ham for bringing him off the bench, causing a hamstring uh, tweak, which is, that's 
just bad. You know, the energy of it is bad. And that was a constant refrain of people I spoke to last season that were connected to the Lakers organization as they tried to figure out what was going wrong. Obviously, the injuries were the number one problem facing that team. Uh, but the fit of Russell Westbrook was tough because even if you said, okay, we're okay with a, a, a little bit dip in production, you know, we understand he's an aging guard in this game. We're okay with the turnovers. We're okay with the missed threes. It is the comportment. It is the persona that he brings to the office, so to speak, every day. And that was what ultimately was the worst part of Russell Westbrook experience last year for everyone involved was the energy wasn't good. And, and thus far what he's shown is that it doesn't appear, even though he said things like, I am willing to do whatever it takes to help this team win. I'm willing to sacrifice. Well, that doesn't really line up with the messaging he gave last night, uh, which was saying, uh, well, you know, but I'm not willing to come off the bench because, you know, injuries could occur. Um, yeah, it, I, I mean, it's, it, listen, it, it's a hot mess. I would use a different phrase, but it, it's a family show, Dave. Um, but with, with that being said, this is a Lakers team, 33 and 49 uh, last year, um, 18 in, in 34 it, against West Coast teams, West Conference teams, uh, averaged uh, 47% shooting, 35% from behind the arc. Realistically, how how many games do you expect this Lakers team to win this season? Yeah, I think if you get Anthony Davis on the court for 75% of the games, LeBron on the court for 75% of the games, they're going to be better than they were last year. Like that's, that's a definite in my mind, even though LeBron's a year older and even though Anthony Davis is having to, you know, get himself accustomed to this new system, like that, that will raise their basement. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you got to give these new players a little bit of time. You know, uh, Lonnie Walker has shown some signs of promise. Kendrick Nunn's shown some signs of promise. They like Austin Reeves, who's returning from last year. Like, there are things that can stabilize them. And then, ultimately, uh, the Russell Westbrook trade, uh, whenever they make it, and, and I do believe that they will make that trade, um, will give them a couple more, they hope, a couple more able-bodied veterans with specific skill sets that they're lacking currently that you know, could make them a team that is playing you know, well above 500 ball for the second half of the season. Uh, so let's take a look before we let you go. Uh, tomorrow's night. Tomorrow's game, tomorrow night. Uh, big game, obviously, Clippers-Lakers. Uh, Clippers are favored by 5.5. The over-under is 223.5. Uh, I'm excited to see this Clippers team. A lot of people feel that this is a Clippers team that could win the championship. As we know, Kawhi Leonard didn't play last year because the ACL. They bring in John Wall, which obviously gives them some depth, some more speed, better defense. Paul George, I know, dealing with the elbow last year. So, you know, if I know big if capital letters, bold print, if they could stay healthy. This really is, a, you know, a Clippers team that can contend. Uh, your, your thoughts on this matchup tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I think looking around the league tonight and seeing 
the Knicks take the Grizzlies to overtime, seeing the Utah Jazz take the Nuggets out to the woodshed. Like, let's not get totally ahead of ourselves and, and just pencil it in or sharpie it in as a win for the Clippers. But certainly uh, the level of talent the Clippers have far exceeds the level of talent, one through 15, that the Lakers have. And, and so you'd say that they will be – you know, the, the favorites, I, I'm actually surprised that the line's only five and a half. The Warriors were favored by seven uh, last night, and that seemed like a really low number, low number and, and five and a half seems pretty low for the Clippers as well, considering I think they're on a 9-0 winning streak against the Lakers since Ty Lue became head coach. So um, Ty Lue knows how to press the right buttons uh, against the LeBron James-led team, having been on the other side of that in Cleveland. And so, you know, to me... You know, my job is to report, but they do ask us on ESPN.com to make predictions sometimes. The, the Clippers are the team I have winning at all. And uh, I think it will be a successful night for the Clippers and, and a very successful season. Really? You, you have the Clippers winning the championship this year, really? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have faith in the continuity of their, their roster, uh, the ability to have guys – use the experience of the last several years when they didn't have Kawhi and Paul George to make Luke Kennard uh, be able to play at a higher level than he probably would have progressed at the stage of his career to have Reggie Jackson um, rediscover uh, his abilities to have uh, Marcus Morris. Uh, those type of role players playing an outsized role over the last couple of years I think will really help them. Uh, and then you throw in Kawhi Leonard who – the last time we saw him playing consistently, he's a top five player in the game. Uh, and Paul George, who's just so smooth. And, you know, let's not forget Robert Covington, Norman Powell, John Wall. I mean, this team is incredible. And you have, in my estimation, the best coach in today's NBA in Toronto Lou. So uh, I love everything they have going on there. And to me, just like many other teams, it's going to come down to health. Dave McMenamin joining us here on uh, on 710 ESPN LA. So appreciate your time this evening, Dave. Thank you so much. Uh, great insight. You got it, really appreciate it. it. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. You have a great night. Uh, listen, I- I'm all over the Clippers. I- I'm with him. I can't believe this line is only five and a half. As I like to say sometimes, run, don't walk. Uh, get to that window and lay it. Minus five and a half, the Clippers tomorrow night against the Lakers. Over-under is 223 and a half. I really don't have a play there. But this is a Clippers team. They're so deep. I mean, obviously, we just spent a good portion of the time with Dave talking about how dysfunctional the Lakers are right now until they trade Westbrook. I, I think there's going to be even more issues that are going to are going to rear its ugly head. By the way, the Clippers to win the Pacific Division plus 180, by the way, Dave's on them. If you want to join them, plus 180 to win their division. Uh, Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We'll be right back. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome in on this Wednesday night. Typically, uh, we're with you on Thursdays, uh, but because, and and this is going to be kind of how we're going to roll uh, through the remainder of the NBA season, uh, when the Lakers do play, obviously on uh, on Thursday, uh, w- we will change the show to either Wednesday or Friday. 
Um, but typically our, our main home is, is Thursday nights. Just FYI, bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA talking all things NBA, major league baseball, obviously a lot of football talk coming your way with, with you uh, for another uh, two, two hours, a little over two hours. I know we haven't hit on some, uh, some, and, and actually guys, and again, Tyler and Rebecca producing the show kind of like doing the show on Wednesday because I get to give Usually when we do the show on Thursday, we hit towards the end of the Thursday night game and we're typically doing a lot of recap and and, 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 and analysis in that regard where tonight I get to preview <laughs> the Thursday night game and I've got a plethora of plays for folks and, and I'll do that in the next hour. So st- stay tuned for that. The Saints going up against the Cardinals. So we'll have that for you in the next hour. Uh, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, you'll hear him on the show. Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau, you'll hear him on the show as well. And a very special guest, uh, Brady Henderson, is going to join us. As we know, the Rams are on a bye week. God knows they need it. Um, (laughs) And and so, but the Chargers are going to be on primetime Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Get this, this might be a surprise for most folks, but the Seattle Seahawks have the second best offense in the NFL. Woo. Is that insane? That's insane to me. They are so fun to watch right now. <laughs> Spoken like a true Seahawks fan, Tyler. Yeah. Um, yes, but yes, they are fun to watch. And it's, it's listen, I, I, I love seeing a player who was down and out because being here in New York, Geno Smith drafted by the Jets, played for the Giants, don't let the door hit you on your butt on your way out of the tri-state area, and then goes and, and plays over there on the West Coast and is thriving now. So I, I just I, I think Geno Smith is a really good storyline and and so something fun to get behind. I, I really do believe that. So Seattle taking on the Chargers. Brady Henderson, who covers the Seattle Seahawks for ESPN, is going to be joining us at the top of our next hour. So definitely stay tuned for that, for especially for all you Charger fans out there. Um, for we're going to do a deep dive into you know what 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 is the straw that's stirring this offensive drink for the Seattle Seahawks, and and what can we realistically expect uh, with the Seattle Chargers game on Monday night? So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll be obviously uh, giving you my picks and my plays for tomorrow night's game, Saints and the Cards, and a lot more coming your way. But I just want to spend a minute just uh, getting you up to speed on some of the, the, the scores out there. As we opened up the show, there were two games that were uh, tipping off. One was the Mavericks and the Suns, and I love the Suns. I still do. You know, you still got eight minutes left in the second, uh, the second quarter, but the Mavs are up on the Suns right now, 42 to 26. Um, I also like the Kings coming into this game, and um, we've got about 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Trailblazers and uh, and Damian Lillard are up on the Kings 34-26. to So not a great start, but have hope, right? You, 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 there's still a lot, a lot more time left in the game. Uh, more importantly, let's talk about what's going on in this Yankees-Astros series. Uh, the Houston Astros are up 4-2. It is now a bottom of the eighth and in two outs uh, as, uh, as the Yankees are, uh, are obviously trying to uh, live for salvage. that one salvage, right? Live for that one last inning <laughs> to try to score some points uh, and win this, uh, this, this first game uh, in this series. Verlander. So a few things. 
Uh, I liked the Astros coming in. I played the Astros minus one and a half. I got that at plus 115. So (laughs) hopefully this stays as is and winner, winner, chicken dinner. I also played Verlander. Don't you feel, guys, don't you feel like Verlander's been around for like forever and a day? Yes. And he is still untouchable. Und- 11 strikeouts. I played He's over incredible. the over under and strikeouts tonight were five and a half. Betting Verlander played, is a sure thing. I, I played the over in that over five and a half. And um, and so he had 11 strikeouts, went six innings, gave up three hits, one or one earned run and um, in one home run. And uh, 11 strikeouts. So over strikeouts for Verlander was the play as it stands right now. And, uh, and it's, it's going into the top of the ninth. So this is going to be the Yankees last, last shot, uh, to try to tie or surpass the, the Astros at the top of the ninth. We'll see what happens, but uh, where it stands right now, I did like the Astros minus one and a half, a big reason Tyone, uh, not great so far, especially against the Astros, uh, his last outing prior to tonight start against the Astros, gave up 10 hits, six earned runs in a little over five innings. Also, marinating this for a minute. I know I've been using that that phrase a lot. Sorry, not sorry. That's a good phrase. Uh, the, <laughs> the Yankees, their lineup, their lineup so far in the, in the postseason, they're batting 182. That's this their one. batting average. Their lineup is batting 182 this, this postseason, and they still advanced to take on the Astros in the ALCS. It just goes to show you, like, you know, when they are making contact, they are home run or bust. And I mean, I, do I, we have do we have another phase here of the Bronx Bombers? Is that what we're looking at? Oh, I mean, that's that's been their identity on on offense all season long. And, you know, hosting Sports Talk Radio here in New York as well. It's it's a big criticism that they get. You know, you you want a team that's versatile. You want a team that's just not it's just not all about the long bow. Right, you want a team that if they need to to play, you know, if they need to bunt, nobody nobody bunts on this. When was the last time you saw somebody bunt on the on the on the Yankees team on the on their lineup? Doesn't I haven't happen. seen them bunt all season long. Well, and they've got that short porch in right field. That stadium was built for them to be the Bronx Bombers. But you, you that team's been it's on the back of Aaron Judge the entire season. You got a guy who hits sixty two bombs and puts up one hundred and thirty one ribbies. And if he does, if he fails to show up in any sort of capacity that doesn't match to what his production's been throughout the season, then yeah, you're looking at a not good time. That's, that's an understatement. So um, I also played the over here. The over under was at seven. Uh, they're at six right now. So uh, I, I'm going to, I'm <laughs> well, I could still win both, but it ha- in my, it, it would probably have to go into, into extra innings. We'll see. Uh, but but that's that that's where this stands right now. Um, obviously, this game will will it, of course if it doesn't go 18 innings like we saw the other night, uh, this game will end while we're on the air, and I will keep you posted on the score. But where it stands right now, it's top of the ninth, and uh, and, and the Yankees have an opportunity to try to tie this up. We'll see what happens. Uh, as for uh, the Phillies and and the Padres, Philly started strong. Went into, uh, you know, top of the second, they were up 4 nothing, and then Padres scored two runs there and then scored five runs in the fifth and were able to come back from being down 0-4 heading into the second inning and beat the Phillies 8-5. to How about that? Um, Aaron Nola, man, he got shelled. A little over four innings, seven hits, six runs, only six strikeouts. He just got absolutely destroyed. 
and and he's he's just been so incredible, especially in this postseason, and just could not fit the bill today. So that series, by the way, is all tied up. Just FYI. All right, quick break. We come back. We'll kick off hour two. And uh, Brady Henderson, who covers the Seattle Seahawks for ESPN, is going to join us. We'll do a deep dive into that Monday night matchup. So Charger fans, a segment you definitely want to stay tuned for uh, right here on 710 ESPN LA.